Atlanta's evening news is coming up at 5. Between now and then, if there's a traffic red alert, breaking news, severe weather alerts, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will not hesitate to break in. And we'll have more during Atlanta's evening news from 5 to 7. Depend on it. Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Live from the Hill, our very own Jamie Dupree with the latest news from D.C. All right, glad you're with us. Sean Hannity Show, toll-free. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Jamie Dupree is the most connected man there. Hey, Sean, how you doing, buddy? How are you? What's going on? Uh, obviously, you know, the the day after sort of still soaking in what happened with uh, the Jeb Bush uh, uh, event down in Miami yesterday. I tell you, the biggest takeaway I had from that was just the the number of establishment, sort of Republican establishment people, former elected officials and more that showed up and that I saw even in the aftermath after I got done talking to you and the speech was over yesterday. And I know that doesn't, you know, just because establishment people show up doesn't mean that Jeb Bush is going to win or anything like that. But to me, it was such a different vibe and such a different feeling than the Marco Rubio announcement, which wasn't very far away just two months earlier, and how there was no sign, almost no sign of the GOP establishment. Jeb Bush up to New Hampshire today, Iowa tomorrow, South Carolina on Thursday. Uh, You know, I think that his people felt good about yesterday. I I think just by judging their body language and how they were talking to the news media afterward, that they felt like that they had they had a good day, that Jeb Bush had a good day. He showed a lot of energy. Now, can they keep that going? That's a whole nother issue. There uh, are a lot of people in New Hampshire uh, at his town hall today and a lot of people uh, outside as well trying to get into the town hall. And uh, he certainly has taken a very different tack from Hillary Clinton. And it seems that he's far more open Uh, There's no way that they could have stacked the deck with operatives the way Hillary's been doing it. And I don't see that they're kicking anybody in the press out of the town hall either. It seems like which Hillary's campaign apparently did. Yeah, you know, Jeb Bush uh, and and, uh, I I don't you know, he's he's one of those people sort of like Governor Christie as well. That and John McCain, you know, open the doors, whoever wants to come in. And if you want to come in and yell at me, fine. If you want to come in and ask questions, fine. And I, I don't see them retreating and sort of doing what Hillary Clinton has done. And that is drastically sort of limiting and making sure that you know who the audience is and who's going to ask a question. In fact, Jeb Bush, to me, Sean, almost seems more secure and comfortable doing Q&A than a speech. And that's why I think yesterday's speech was such a plus for him, because he did show some fire in the belly that maybe you haven't seen from Jeb Bush before. I still really think his biggest problem right now is that most, I bet a lot of people don't even realize he was governor of the state of Florida. I mean, no, he's, I think that's that's 100% true. Look, I, I, I'm interviewing all of these candidates, and I think you know, and I think you've known me long enough to know that when I say I haven't decided, I, I haven't decided. And so I've been researching. I get literally I had maybe 400 pages of information on Governor Bush last night that I went through. I stopped at two o'clock in the morning and I, I got up at six o'clock to finish writing my questions. I mean, I don't have the worst handwriting, but I can read it. And it's a pretty impressive conservative record as governor. He vetoed $2 billion in spending in the eight years he was there. The state got upgraded to AAA bond rating. It got an upgrade. You know, Chris Christie was downgraded nine times already in New Jersey. That's a big deal. He cut taxes uh, $19 billion. He repealed a tax on investments. I view that as a conservative as a double tax. He was the first governor, the first uh, governor to ever implement a school voucher program in the entire country. He fought to end affirmative action, which became a big battle. He stood up for life, if you're pro-life, with Terry Schiavo. Uh, 1.3 million jobs created, 4.4% growth. 
uh, eight balanced budgets and, and 19 billion in tax cuts. That's a pretty and good. Yet it's all record. been boiled down basically to immigration his last and, name, immigration yeah. and Common Core. Right. Exactly. And uh, in a sense, he's allowed himself to be defined that way. I'm not blaming him, but in a sense, that's what's happened. And now the question is, can he redefine himself and make the issue his record as a governor? And, uh, you know, that, that's not going to be that easy to do because it takes effort, like you're saying right there. You've got to actually go out and seek out that record and figure it out for yourself rather than just having it nicely be presented to you on a platter. So I think yesterday was a good day for him. Now, Donald Trump today... I mean, you know, a little showmanship, sort of the usual Trump uh, uh, kind of scene there. And, you know, right now, the odd part about it is if you think that he doesn't really belong, he does poll better in the national polls and it gets him into the first debate. I mean, well, the, it'll get him into the top tier debate is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and and somebody like uh, Governor Kasich of Ohio would not even would not even qualify for the first debate, which would be in Cleveland. So, yeah, I, I mean, you can't just sort of wave Donald Trump off. Uh, because he look, he knows how to deal with the news media. He anytime he holds a news conference, he's guaranteed that people show up. He's got the money and the resources to plow into it if he wants. Again, though, I just look at this year's crop of uh, people who are running on the Republican side, and there's so many real candidates. It's not like uh, it's not a weak field at all. And I, I'm just not sure there's as, as much oxygen for a Donald Trump run, but he's going to show us in the coming months. Listen, I, I actually think I don't know how well he's going to do, but I think he's going to get a lot of support. I liked his speech and I thought his speech was good for a couple of reasons, because you know what? He told the truth. Well, I think people like that bluntness, don't you think? Yes, I, I really believe. And he's not in the political arena. And nope. you know what? He said, I'm not I'm not going out for donations. I don't need your money. I can fund my own campaign and I'm better off being a businessman. But I'm going to do this because I can't stand to see America lose. And I think a lot of Americans feel that way. I know I do. Now, there's a little thread to me of sort of uh, Governor Christie as well in what Trump is able to do. And then it's just sort of like, hey, I'm going to tell you what's on my mind. And I don't really care if I aggravate you along the way. And it, it's not acting like a politician. And I'm sure, well, I saw a poll the other day out of New Hampshire where Trump was up uh, in like third place or something like that. And I think he would get a lot of attention like Ross Perot and sort of other candidates that have popped up at times simply because he is not a politician. But he knows how to work the news media. There's no doubt about that. And so that's a big plus for him over a lot of other candidates already. Now, one of the things one has to wonder is, is, is this what after sort of like very down times, negative growth, haven't gotten out of. Uh, the recession in any big significant way. I mean, it is, if you believe it's even a recovery, the most anemic we've ever had, usually the worse the recession, the greater the recovery. That's not been the case here. Um, and I think both Governor Bush and, and the other candidates and Trump today are saying, you know, this is ridiculous. America can do so much better than what we're doing now. With And I, and I always use those same numbers, 93 million out of the workplace, 50 million poverty, 46 million food stamps. It's pathetic. And it's and it's a crime and it's a shame. And I view it as unnecessary and fixable. Well, now that Trump's in, we're uh, waiting next, I guess, on really the four governors to get in. Uh, Bobby Jindal is what, uh, the 24th, a week from tomorrow, if I remember correctly. And then we wait for Chris Christie, uh, Scott Walker, probably in July, from what we we're hearing. And, and then John Kasich as well. So those four governors of Louisiana, New Jersey, uh, uh, Wisconsin and Ohio are really I think that's going to round out the GOP field and. Then we'll be ready to start trimming it down as we move forward. Unbelievable. Uh, it's going to get very interesting. How many does that bring the total to? I haven't even been keeping count. Well, I, people were saying today, I think that today was 11 or 12, depending on how you count. Does so, that include like Pataki and Lindsey Graham? And Well, I think Lindsey Graham gets included. I'm not sure the former governor of New York, George Pataki, gets included. But let's just say it's a lot of people. 
and it is unwieldy. And we'll, you know, I think we're going to see that in the first two debates when they try to figure out what to do. Unbelievable. All right. So we're waiting for those. Uh, I don't think Christie's going to get in. That's my guess on Christie. I do believe Governor Jindal's going to get in. I do believe Scott Walker is a definite in, and I think Kasich is really leaning towards getting in. I think all four are in. You think Christie's in? What gives you that yeah. indication? How do you run having been downgraded nine times in your state? How I is just that think possible? that he's, he's not somebody that's going to quit. He's, uh, I think he believes, and I, I would have to agree a little with him, that his sort of uh, town hall, take any question, uh, give, give you answers that uh, you like, it would work very well in New Hampshire. Uh, but then again, the problem is the field is so big you know, it, it, it might not be that. It, actually, this might work to the benefit of some candidate. You don't have to get that much in order to do really well because the field is so splintered. I just, to me, all the signs are there that Chris Christie is going to run. It's just a matter of when. All right. That's going to be pretty interesting to watch. All right. What's going on in Washington today? Uh, let's see. The House has voted to basically give themselves six extra weeks to come up with uh, what they're going to do next on that trade effort involving the president. Remember, we haven't really had a chance to discuss it since it happened last Friday when they approved, sort of surprisingly, the fast track bill, which lays the groundwork for the future U.S.-Asian uh, trade deal. But they rejected what's called the TAA, the worker assistance for people who would lose their jobs uh, on, on, under a free trade agreement. So the, the, there's two th schools of thought here. Either they can find ways to switch some votes on that worker assistance, the TAA, and revote that and approve it at some point, or they just try to push forward with only the bill on fast-track authority and try to get that through both the House and Senate. They've given themselves until July the 30th. It's sort of an extension date to do something on that, so we'll see. I, I still think they feel like at the White House and in the Republican leadership that they can get something done on it. But obviously, uh, there's a number of Republicans who don't want anything to do with it, and there's a lot of Democrats that don't want anything to do with it either. That's pretty interesting. You know, and i got to tell you something. There's real anger out there. There's three Republicans that have been, uh, point, I, I guess, being cracked down on by the Republican leadership in Boehner. Did you read that in the National Journal today? Yeah, well, one of them, uh, I think it was Trent Franks of Arizona, if I remember correctly, uh, said he would have done the same thing. Basically, what it comes down to is if you're going to be on the leadership team and, and be on the whip count team, and then you vote against the leadership, they're going to sort of look down on that. And I know for a lot of people outside of D.C., they think, well, that's just, you know, that's that's politics at its worst and more. You know, sometimes in a place like this, you got to have some accountability. And if you're going to go and freelance on your own, then there can be uh, consequences for doing that. I, I know that a lot of people don't look at it that way. But actually, I have to say, I'm surprised that Speaker Boehner and his leadership team have not punished more people over the last couple of years, because certainly there's you been know, a lot you, of people you know who have what? gone against him. I he he that that would mean he's tougher on conservatives than he is on Nancy Pelosi and Obama. And you know what? That's pretty pathetic to me as a conservative. Now, I don't I don't think I'd go that far, but I understand what you're saying. Well, I think the I think the issue is very, very simple. And that is that, you know, did he was he willing to take a strong stand on Obamacare? No, he really wasn't. And I think that's problematic. I, you know, that you means using the power of the purse, which they were unwilling to do. You know, was he, were they willing to uh, use uh, the power of the purse to stop Obama's executive amnesty? No, they ended up funding that. I keep going back to those things. Those are spe specific promises. And all these reports out there that the Obama trade bill ultimately has a tax increase that goes against the very promise that Republicans made. Yeah, uh, you can't. You'll have to show me that in the language. 
No, we, we, we don't have access to it. We're going by what those people that have gone into that secret room have ultimately seen, and I'm being told from them that that's in there. Have you heard anybody deny it? Uh, I keep having people tell me it's in a bill that's already been approved, so I've seen a lot of things that on that that I don't think are 100% accurate. And even if there is something, a tax increase cannot be approved in a trade agreement. Well, and who knows what they're able to sneak in and who knows what what backroom deals you wouldn't. You're not supposed to be able to pass Obamacare through the reconciliation process, right? Uh, no. Remember, they only the only part of uh, the health law that was approved was the taxes. Mm-hmm. That's why they did that. I know. But you and I both know that legislative legislation that big. Remember, Scott Brown was supposed to be that welfare reform went through in reconciliation. Not the same as Obamacare. The I know, but listen, I've seen I've Welfare seen them take a miscellaneous, a miscellaneous tariff and tax bill and make it into a gigantic. But you're talking uh, about the largest increase in in government intrusion into people's lives. Yeah, this was the could, largest tax bill in American history in 1986 or 1982 at the time. Which one are you talking about? Uh, the Tax Equity and Fiscal Responsibility Act of 1982. That was the I think ju- it started out as a miscellaneous tariff bill in the House. And then was taken and made into by the Senate. I'm not saying everything they do is insane. Maybe that maybe that's that's Trump being right by saying politicians are all talk, no action. And well, that and that's why uh, a talk like that. I fully understand why it's attractive to people because they don't like the eternal machinations. But what's the old line? Don't watch uh, the making of sausage or the making of legislation. It's true. Don't watch the making of sausage. Don't definitely don't do that. I worked at a butcher shop one day. You don't want to do that. I actually helped put that stuff in the casing trust me on that and i also Roger that i also made last thing me. it looks like the opm hack is much bigger maybe than has been talked about in fact i know people who haven't worked in the federal government for over a decade who've been notified that their personnel records may have been at risk all right uh jamie dupree the most connected you, man in washington hey listen if you're like me you like to upgrade things maybe you like to upgrade to a, a newer better car eventually when you can afford it or maybe you like the the latest electronics maybe you like to upgrade to a, a new phone i like the iphone 6 plus because i can actually see it as my my sight gets worse every day well do you ever think about your t-shirts if you like me you always got three t- t-shirts in a pack if you like me you got three pairs of underwear in a pack if you like me you got three pairs of socks in a pack you know what you think it's all the same until you try Tommy John, and it's like nothing you have ever tried before. A fit and a feel that is so perfect. Now, I'm, it's like you're wearing nothing at all. It's the most comfortable T-shirts, underwear, and socks you'll ever get. And it's two to three times cooler than those three-pack brands, and it lasts four to five times longer than those budget brands. And the bottom line is it's, it's a huge upgrade, and I'm so glad that I made this for myself. And today only, by the way, every customer that orders a discounted Father's Day gift set is going to get a free pair of their uh, dress socks with Stay Up Technology, $16 value, absolutely free. Now, you're going to love their T-shirts. You're going to love their underwear. You're going to love their socks. It's all at TommyJohn.com. Go there. Use the promo code Hannity. You get 20% off non-discounted items on your first order. That's 20% off by mentioning my last name, Hannity, in the promo code when you go to TommyJohn.com. It is It makes such a difference. You will be stunned. You stuck with the three packs as long as you did. TommyJohn.com. What an improvement in my life. Hannity uncovers the real truth, real truth. about the politics of D.C. He's your watchdog on Big Brother every day. Hannity is on right now. 
News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.